This is Harry Hulk Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the bye week, signings and cuts from the week, what are the players doing during their bye week, and we also talk about the woes in Dallas, Wade Phillips, cut, the O-line report, tribe tidbits, and much more, live with Josh and John. Yo, yo, yo. What's happening? Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up, y'all? As you can... Yo. 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 Happy bye week. Where's Aaron? Wait, hey, where is Aaron? Happy bye week, folks. <laughs> where is Aaron? I think I think Aaron's on bye this Aaron's week. Aaron's on bye this week. That's right. Yeah, unfortunately, Aaron is unable to join us this week uh, unless by some uh, miraculous circumstance he, he calls in mid-podcast and, and uh, starts talking with us. But... Uh, if not, then uh, we'll just miss him terribly this weekend. We'll uh, we'll hear more from Aaron next week. Maybe he's down in Aruba with some of those guys. Uh, well, I didn't. From the, from I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to go there, but um, uh, you know, I didn't want the fans, the listeners out there, to think that Aaron was slacking off down in some Caribbean hotspot island with <laughs> you know boobtastic hotties or something. But uh, you know, Aaron couldn't join us this week. <laughs> yeah, Aaron can't join us this week, so but he'll be back next week. It looks yeah. like. Um, let's give thanks to our benevolent sponsor here at Harry Hog Football for episode two thirty two. Uh, David Lee Legal Services, our sponsor this and every week here at Harry Hog Football. That's right. Did you say this is episode and, episode uh, D'Angelo Hall squared? D'Angelo Hall, D'Angelo Hall squared. Wouldn't that be right? Two thirty. Well, kind of. Two thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll... D'Angelo Hall. If if you can make that last two kind of small, small like shrink it, little shrinkage on that third two. Yeah, stick it up in the in the upper right corner. Or of on the, the second three. two, the third number. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So welcome, Harry. So D'Angelo Hall two. <laughs> um. So all right. So, so we're in a bye week dudes, here, dude. Yeah. So of course there isn't too much. News-wise, with the Redskins to talk about, but we do have some signings and cuts and things, but of course we're not going to be going into games and kicks this week. Uh, but we do have signings and cuts to talk about um, and a little bit of stuff with the injury report, yep. some news around the league with uh, – uh <sighs> I'm so depressed that the Cowboys fired Wade Phillips. Oh, my Cut! Are we gonna, I guess we I'm are, so we are going to talk about, about signing the cuts. I guess that's a pretty big cut. Well, big, big yeah, in certain yeah. ways. That, that's, that's, that's a tease. <laughs> that's a tease into the uh, second half of the show here. So who's the – yeah, okay, we won't talk about that yet. We'll wait till after the break, I think, is, is officially well, – well, That's just a tease for coming a little, up. A little tease. We'll also, uh, we're also going to give you a little tease here and tell you about a little uh, – what I'm calling some tribe tidbits, uh, players that are still out there waiting for the phone to ring, former Redskins. Um and other things. So make sure you stay with us, not only through this first part of the show, but after the break as well. Yes, sir. Well, I guess we'll go right into the signings and cuts then, folks. Um, 
So there's been a few, a little bit of movement, mostly involved with the practice squad, but we did put a, uh, we did sign safety Anderson Russell off of the practice squad onto the regular squad, um, onto the, the 52. Yeah. Um, because Chris Horton got cut! Not really. He got put <laughs> on injured reserve, but he is done for the season. Do you, do you think? The predator who's had a. We'll see him back next he year. What? Do you think we'll see him back? This is two years in a I row. I don't know. Yeah, and they are, uh, they weren't too high on him this year. Like he had, he had some really good games last season, but he has not done much this season. They have, they have not, he has not taken to the new coaching staff, I guess, or they have not taken to him. Right. Either way, but he is, he gone for the rest of the year. He's on injured reserve, so he's not really cut. Um, they haven't waived him or anything, but they signed Anderson, Anderson Russell, safety. Um, they also cut Ray Small, the wide receiver, off the practice squad and signed two guys to practice squad, a new wide receiver named Taurus Johnson, or Taurus Johnson, like like the cars from RoboCop. And uh, he's a wide receiver. And Sharif Rashad, a safety. Wasn't he with the Giants, Sharif Rashad? That name sounds kind of familiar. Um, and I think Anderson Russell has been – was has done some time like during uh the off season with the team and whatnot he had been hanging on the practice squad for a bit i think i'm pretty sure sharif but, uh, we'll was see. with the giants last year or at least for a portion of yeah. uh 2009 or i, I remember that name hold on i'm looking him up uh check this out dude well better sharif Rash- better sharif rashad hmm. is from somerville south carolina right outside of charleston all right how about that I think the Somerville is the their well, their name is the Green Wave or something like that. They they have really good football team there. Really good football team. Somerville. Interesting. All right. So, there we go on the news on the news on the uh the cuts and signings this week. Um and I guess we'll just zip it right along. I think we're going to have a a slightly shorter cast than usual here. Yeah. Somewhat. Um Josh, you were talking to uh you were talking a little bit about the bye week and how some players are hanging out at home and some other players decide to go out on a, on a holiday. That's right. Well, we mentioned last week uh, a little bit, and I don't know if we've got any update on this um, about Clinton Portis uh, wanting to take his, his trip to uh, La Rusque uh, to, to the, <laughs> what do you call it? What, what is Russia called? I guess, Russia. He wanted to go to Moscow, I guess. Russia. And uh, I don't know what he's doing there. Drinking vodka, pumping up, Soviet Union. training like Rocky, uh, is what he was saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, I must break you. <laughs> rolling logs up and down hills, and you know all of that good stuff. <laughs> but uh, so, so I guess Portis went there. The other thing was though um, that Sneaky there were a, there were a number of Redskins apparently that took a trip to um, to the Caribbean uh, island of Aruba, Aruba. Um, which, which is kind of interesting in a couple of ways. Uh, basically, um, you know, there were a bunch of Redskins that, that got together and did this, including former Redskin and now assistant uh, assistant coach Chris Samuels. Um, but it was Brian Arakpo, D'Angelo Hall, Carlos Rogers, basically all the defensive guys, and then Chris Samuels uh, got together and decided to go to Aruba. Um, huh. So... You know, maybe they got some hey, some hey. good time to uh, just kick back and drink out of coconuts and 
you know, all of that good stuff during there the bye go. week, get a little R&R. Hopefully they didn't let themselves go too much because we've got a big game against the Eagles this week. Um, but a, a, another thing that I found interesting about this trip to Aruba, Aruba not that uh, we tend to follow the Redskins cheerleaders here at Harry Hawk Football, but um, two years ago, I believe the Redskins cheerleaders did their annual photo shoot uh, in 2008 in Aruba as well. So, uh, And if you need, Josh can name each uh... – each member of the squad and which month they were right. they were posing for in the calendar that year. That's right. And Aaron, if he were here... But he's cheap. He got it when it was on discount, like in 2009. I, so it was on the I website, did. the redskins.com website on the sales section, where it's like, sale, only four ninety five for last <laughs> yeah, year's dude, calendar. Yeah, dude, 75% off. And if Aaron were here... <laughs> I think it's still it's there. Still, you know what? The pictures <laughs> look just as good as if they were full price. Um, if Aaron were here... <laughs> if Aaron were here, he'd also be able to give us their cup sizes. So, uh, you know, uh, unfor- unfortunately, Aaron's not with us. And uh, what I mean by that is some of the cheerleaders uh, like to have their coffee in a 12-ounce cup, others in a 16-ounce, some in a 20-ounce. Um, right. So uh, Right, right. And some of them are kind of hoity-toity, though. They go for the uh, the whole uh, tall, venti, grande thing as well. But you Correct, know. correct. Um, so anyway, a bunch of Redskins went to Aruba this week and Clinton Portis is in Moscow or he said he was going there, uh, any, any <laughs> to Russia, Russia, any other Redskins taking trips that you heard of this week, John? I don't, I don't know. Uh, no, but I hope that they come back well rested and refreshed, um, and ready to roll against the Eagles coming up this week. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, just just chill out. Don't do anything stupid. I haven't heard. Think you know. Sometimes you hear a, dunk, a player's doing something stupid, like that punter from the uh, Colts diving in the canal in, in downtown Indianapolis because yeah. um, he was drunk during his bye week. <laughs> so we haven't heard any stories about anyone doing anything stupid. Probably because Shanahan would use his glass eye to fire a laser and burn them to death or something like that. Yeah. What 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 about I'm telling what you about? <laughs> What about Donovan McNabb? What do you think he did on the bye week? You think he and old Shanny hung out a bit? You think he studied the playbook? I think he was trying to get get into better cardiovascular health. I bet he hung out long enough to be to. Uh, I I think they hung out long enough to clear the air and and make sure that they're on the same page going forward. But uh, you know, we'll see how that shakes out against Philadelphia. McNabb got his revenge earlier in the season, but we'll see. Uh, not in Philadelphia, but against Philadelphia. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how we, uh, we'll see how they roll. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I hope Shanahan, and this is where Aaron will hopefully put in the music here. We're, we're without sound effects without Aaron. <laughs> um, I hope Shanahan will, uh, have actually taken some time to, as well to kind of clear his mind and maybe think a little bit about what he's doing. I mean, I talk about questioning, things going into the bye week not only had did he make this this decision in the last two minutes of the last game before our bye but now that he's done that he came out you know on a couple of different occasions not fully able to explain I think uh in an acceptable way that you know everyone that listened to him really accepted what he was trying to say as to why he benched Donovan McNabb it always seemed like there was something different uh going on there and and, yeah. and now we yeah. now we will have had two weeks to think about this uh, before we see McNabb play his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. So I mean, 
timing just was really crazy on this this whole it was a, thing. Yeah, and and it's going to be very interesting to see how the team and the co- and or the coaching staff, everybody responds in this game coming up. It's going to be uh, are they going to be focused? Are they going to be continue to fight? I mean, you know, this team's not really that good, but they're they've had some good breaks and they've been you know they've really had a lot of heart. And unlike the Cowboys who have all quit, you know, they're really fighting and and you know they've already got four victories this year, which is which is that's right exactly how many they had last year with eight more games to go. So yeah. you know things are looking up, but you know with Shanahan doing that thing. With McNabb, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. Having said that, yeah. McNabb has kind of sucked, especially the last few games. He, he has, but uh, let me say this. Um, we're not going to talk about it too much but, at this point in time because I think we're going to talk about that yeah. a little bit later in the podcast. Here. We really, uh, we're kind of jumping around a little yeah. bit. But, um, but you know, uh, he has sucked, and hopefully he's he's been able to use this time in this bye week uh, to to help, you know, think about from his own personal standpoint, what he needs to do to get better for the Redskins. And I don't know, maybe this was a huge wake-up call for him, the whole benching thing. I don't know if he expected it. Who knows that whole story? But, uh, you know, I hope we all come back, including Donovan McNabb, ready to to go out against the Eagles on Monday night. Ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock. Um, Do we want to do the – do we want to do – (laughs) oh, ready to rock. Unfortunately – for the Monday night game, it's going to be ready to rock with Billy Ray Mullet Cyrus, um, <laughs> who is doing the halftime show. I just read online a few minutes Are ago. Are you serious? Um, yeah. So don't tell my heart. Is Mona Arizona going to be heart. There, his daughter, Mona Arizona? I, I think it's, I believe it's just going to be a good old Billy Ray. Isn't that his daughter? Um, I don't. I don't think he's bringing his uh his Miley with him. What is that character? I don't think he's plays? bringing his career resurrection with him. What is that character? It's some some uh, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana, it, dude. Dude, you have a kid. You I, should know I that. I'm saying Mona Arizona. Um, basically, Mona yeah, my, Arizona. My kid doesn't like <laughs> Hannah Montana. He, he, you ask him about that, and he's like, "Daddy, that's way too girly for me. I'm not into that." There's no way. Yeah, I would expect him to say that. Absolutely. Anyway, um, well, you know, we could, do we want to do the uh, do we want to do the injury report before we go into our uh, our intermission here? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do the injury report, and then we'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back uh, with the second half. Cool deal. Now for so the, the injury, uh, report, injury report, live with John Adams. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be our music this week. <laughs> um, so the injury report this week. We all know the Portis have been out for a while with a, uh, gosh, someone described, it's it's a groin injury, and someone described it as a, a I forget what the word was, it was very uh, graphic, so it's probably good that I can't remember the word that I read this week on it, because I, I read through it and I was just like, ew. <laughs> um, ew. Not kind of word you want to think about with anybody's groin at all. Was um, it really that Portis, bad? Portis is optimistic. Um, it sounded like it was pretty severe. But uh, Portis is optimistic that he's going to be back um, on Monday. And it's kind of a wait-and-see attitude. I think we'll know more mm-hmm. heading into the weekend, about, about Friday or so. But if he's not back this week, it's a pretty good chance he's going to be back. A, a, a very good chance he'll be back for the next game after the Eagles. 
Um, but he's trying to get back in time. Ryan Terrain has, of course, uh, also been hampered. I think he had a hamstring injury as well, but he sounds like he's going to be ready to go. But if not, we got good old Keelan Williams ready to go, and I guess that Chad Simpson guy is going to be ready. <laughs> Keelan um, Williams. And then after that, it's going to be Josh Allen at running back. Yeah, Portis is Portis. It was like a third degree groin pull or something like that. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, it was like a detached groin. Um, it, <laughs> I think there's a song about that, isn't there? A song called "Detachable Groin." <laughs> Detachable groin. And then I and then I was <laughs> running. I was running down groin. the field with the football, and the next thing I know, I put my groin down, and I couldn't find it. Detachable groin. <laughs> <laughs> and my groin fell out of my yellow cake. And I couldn't find it anywhere. Detachable groin. What is that? <laughs> what is that? I think that's the detachable groin song. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> nice. I was looking around my apartment, but I couldn't find it. So I called up and asked them to look in the medicine cabinet at the party <laughs> I was at last <laughs> night. Because sometimes I leave it in there when I'm drunk. So I called up and called up and asked them to look in my locker in the visiting team's locker room. I couldn't, they couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I leave it in my job. I called, I called, Mark really Brunel, that. called Mark Brunel and asked him to look in his yellow cake. <laughs> You knew, even without Aaron, it was only a matter of time, folks. Yellow, la, 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 um, <laughs> do it. Yellow cake. Yellow. Yellow. Excellent. For those of you who don't yellow know what cake. yellow cake is, send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com and we will let you know. We have an official, officially we'll, we'll drafted you know. response ready to go. Because so. <laughs> unfortunately, if you if you look it up, the... Uh, Mark Brunel, yellow cake. Those pictures have long since disappeared from the internet. Um, I think I think we were just. I don't know if we want to say lucky or very unlucky to have stumbled across them. In any event, um, other injury news: McNabb still has two tight hamstrings, according to the coaching staff, and is not near one hundred percent at this point. So, you know, it could be possible we could see sexy Rexy go out there and completely s the bed again. <laughs> On his very first play. You think he'll fumble on the um, first play? And one, mo- one more note. What's that? You think he'll fumble on the first play again? Give it up? If he fumbled and, and gave up a touchdown, a six points, mm-hmm. uh, a, a fumble return for six points, or a pick, I guess a fumble return, again, for six points, for two plays and two opening plays in a row, it's got to be some kind of bizarre record. Like the Elias Sports Bureau needs to be contacted to figure that one out. That's... <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Um, one more injury note. Brandon Banks is out two to three weeks with a torn meniscus that he got operated on a week ago today, last Wednesday. But is he really um, out? But he, they are saying Shanahan is not ruling him out yet for Monday night. It looks like if he's not playing Monday night, he'll definitely be back the week afterwards. Um, <laughs> Shanahan said that it's basically a case of he's so light because he's so small. He's not putting a lot of weight on the knee, so it's healing up faster than expected. He basically says they're gonna they'll but, get a good feeling for it on Friday if there's a chance. Is what he's saying, I think. Um, yeah, basically. What was it you said about a hummingbird to me before we started? I, I said you know it, it's very rare to see a hummingbird sitting on a branch. They're always flapping their wings, so they're they're, they're always moving. They're around. never putting pressure on their on their little legs. They're always just moving around. 
Little stick legs. That's right. Yep. Brandon Banks, the BB Hummingbird. He's so fast you can't even see. You can barely see his we, legs. We move. do want to point out with Brandon Banks, who at one point in time we thought, is this guy going to make the team? He's such a little guy. Um, and the Redskins gave him a chance. Right. We do want to point out that uh, – that Brandon Banks right now is ranked second in the NFL with 234 yards on punt return. And he, and, <laughs> and he didn't even start till what, week four? Exactly. Like, he didn't even play till week four. That's right. And, he's, and that's with that one return for a touchdown that was negated the first one he yeah. had. Yep. Yeah. And his kickoff return... Dude, you can't teach fast. Kickoff return average is, is uh, like 27 yards or something like that. I think he's ranked seventh in the NFL for kickoff return average. So, I mean, you know, yeah. he's definitely a good addition to our team. And my only concern with saying, yeah, yeah uh, he may play this week is, do we really want to bring him back that fast? I say he's he's so valuable. Let's make sure that he's healed. Um, let's not. Yeah, you don't want to rush him back. Right. Let's not do it too much and have a, a re-injury, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, I, I'd, yeah, absolutely. I'd rather see him sit and uh, – who would run it back then? Chad Simpson or somebody? Would that be our option? Sure. I mean, D'Angelo Hall. Somebody. Yeah. Antoine Randall oh, L. But, but, but this said, um, I want to bring this up one more time. We've had this conversation before here on Harry Hawk Football. Um, and then we'll go into the break after this. The whole conversation about having a return man, that that is their job. And. Here we are with losing Brandon Banks, and we don't really have any depth at return man because it's sort of one of those luxury positions. Um, you know, you're kind of expected to play in other areas. We saw this with Randall it's L. A the past couple of years. You know, was Randall L. starting to really suck at return man because he was too worried about having to get out there and do the rest of his job, which was try to be a receiver. Um, and and mm-hmm. and that goes sort of across the board, not just for him, but using him as an example. And that's why I think we're going to miss Brandon Banks because. That's his job. That's what we see him do. Yeah, he's. I mean, like I like I said already, you can't teach fast. He's so fast and he's so small. He's hard to hit because he's so small. He's hard to get to because he's so fast. That's right. So, like you said, Josh. Hopefully, if he plays Monday night, he's not coming back too soon. We don't want him. We don't want him to miss two or three more games because he came back too quick. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's time for a break, dude. That's fine. I just want to point out. I think we might see Philip Buchanan back there a little bit this week. We'll see. Oh, dude, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yep, let's go into the break. We'll be back uh, right after this. You're listening to to Harry Harry Hog Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, 
But for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state. Including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. John? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Back from the break. Uh, hopefully Aaron actually... Back from the break. Hopefully Aaron actually drops the, uh, you know, uh, David Lee uh, legal services commercial in there. Um. <laughs> yeah, it should be there. Of course, we have no idea if we're saying I, it right I could now. try. I could um, try to so, reenact it. I could say, you know, is someone in you love in trouble with the law? <laughs> woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Exactly. Scream. Murder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello. Well, let's continue on with this. Um, um, we were t- uh, we talked a little bit about Wade Phillips. Um, and cut. Wade Phillips being cut. What about their next coach? Who's this guy in Dallas uh, that's taken over now? What's his name? Well, dudes, the, the first thing I want to say is it's a sad day for haters of the Cowboys that Wade Phillips finally got fired. Because, boy... He was a great coach for them, <laughs> if you hate the Cowboys. Uh, um, having said that, Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator who was getting paid at, basically to be a head coach, or getting paid head coach money and was the head coach in waiting, is getting the uh, the last eight games of the season as an audition to see if he can get them <laughs> to do anything. Because as most of you guys know, if you've seen anything with the Cowboys the last two weeks, a lot of the players on that team just straight up quit. Um, and... You know, before I talk about the next person or the, some of the uh, people they're talking about maybe the coach next year, I want to say for all the people out here out there who are just like, the Cowboys are so good. They've got so much talent. They're going to go to the Super Bowl this year and play in their own house. It's like, except for the play in their own house part, that's what people say every darn year about the Cowboys. And it's like, and it's it's the whole flash equals cash thing. It's the whole reason that Jerry Jones always makes sure he has like, you know, some like like big smiling uh, quarterback out there that's dating supermodels, and he's got all these you know flashy wide receivers or at least flashy named wide receivers. You know, guys that basically what he does is he loads up at the skill positions, but he neglects places like the entire offensive line, the linebackers, the defensive backs and safeties. So, you know, uh, he's all about trying to, you know, get all the flashy players, which makes people think that they're super talented. But you can't throw the ball to a good receiver if you're flat on your back. You, You can't run the ball with a good running back if the entire offensive line sucks and can't block anybody or open up a hole. Well, I heard something So that's what's been today. killing him forever, and that's – what's uh, that? On NPR, actually. I was listening to NPR as I was driving to pick up my son from school, and um, they actually started talking about uh, about the Cowboys, and they had this little sports section, and it was it was kind of like – Sports for Yuppies on NPR or something. I don't know what it was. But uh, they were talking, you know, they do their little their little blurbs and they cram everything into like 30 seconds. And one of the comments that they made was the Dallas Cowboys are the most talented team 
to have had a head coach fired midseason. And I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, they say it's happened. Again, 20, I think that goes back to. Yeah, it's the, happened like 20 plus times in the past 20 years or something. And they're saying in that time period that they're the most talented team for it to have happened to uh, midseason. What do we. Well, you know, like I said, the skill positions, people look at the skill positions. Nobody pays attention to the offensive line until they keep getting the quarterback sacked and they can't run the let anyone run the ball. Yeah. You know, it's like. All the people see all. I think all your regular generic football fan, which or your fair weather Cowboys fans, especially all they see is man Tony Romo and Miles Austin and 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 you know Jason Witten and and you know all these guys that it's it's flash and flash 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 flash. But you know if you neglect your entire offensive line and your linebackers and secondary all the time, you can't get it done. So it's cool that you have a few really good players at skill positions, but you're still going to suck. You know what? As we can see right now, and that's why they've won one game this year. <laughs> Does this not? Uh, to, can we not step back a moment and say, "Hey, are we the pot calling the kettle black here?" When a year ago we were in that situation, and we were questioning. Oh well, yeah, we were questioning. Will Jim Zorn even a make year it ago. through the season? We've been. You know what I mean? The, We've been going through the same exact crap that the Cowboys have been going through ever since Dan Snyder took over. Well, that, um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, and here we are in, yeah. you know, uh, four and four at the midseason point, and um, we're in the same situation again. The O-line is sucking for Washington. The Redskins the Right, Redskins but we're in a trance. sucking. I do want to say we are in a transition with that, though. It's Shanahan's first year, and we know that he likes different kind of linemen, the smaller, more nimble type of guys than what are typically in Washington. Not that we had a lot of talented guys on the offensive line at that point or the last few years anyway. Um, Not, of course, including people like Samuels and stuff like that. Um, It's... the, The big difference between the Redskins and the Cowboys with that argument is that the ca- everyone knows about the Cowboys. They're the most popular franchise. Either you love them or you hate them. They're they're the, you know they're like the Yankees in baseball. You either love them or you hate them. But everyone knows who they are. And very often they're overrated. Nobody's been overrating rating the Redskins the last ten years, except for maybe us when we're just like, oh, we got all these great players, and then we suck. Yep. It's you know with the Cowboys there's always that oh the Cowboys people look at the star and they're like oh man they're so good that's, that's, how about in Cowboys yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking it's like something about that star must mesmerize people and think they say oh the star the stars in my eyes I think it memorize I think it mesmerizes Fairweather football and Cowboys fans what is that because we at Harry Hog football we're not buying that crap that's right especially Aaron he was like dude they're not that good at all. But he kind of errs on the other side of it because I'll be like, Tony Roma is an okay quarterback, and he's like, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. I would say he's an okay quarterback. I mean, have they done any worse or any? I think he's okay, but I wouldn't any better with. I John wouldn't Kitna include, I wouldn't rate him at anything above. What's have they that? done any worse or any better with John Kitna than they would have done if Tony Romo was still playing the game? I mean, can can Cal, our Cowboys? Fans, I think they're doing much worse. You think they're doing much worse? I think they're doing much worse with Kitna. Yeah. Much, much worse, yeah. Because Romo has that ability to roll out of the pocket and make plays happen um, in space in when he's moving around. 
Um, kind of like McNabb. I was does, just about to know? say, kind of like a McNabb. little bit like yep. that. Yep. Yeah, he's a little bit like that. I mean, I wouldn't rate him any higher than good. That's for sure. And he's definitely had some good games. But yeah, but uh, John Kitna, give me a break. He's <laughs> you might as well you might as well have Derek Anderson. How about this, there. John Kitna or Rex Grossman? John Kitna in a heartbeat. I'd take him in a heartbeat. I hate Rex Grossman. <laughs> I've made my feelings okay. very clear on that from the day we signed since, him. <laughs> since, we're, since we're playing the game here, we're in a bye week. Um, let's let's play the you choose uh, you choose a quarterback game. Are you ready, hmm. Rex right. Grossman or Jeff George? <laughs> Can I pick C? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was waiting on the crickets. Oh man. <laughs> well, we do have sound effects. Oh jeez. <clears throat> I, uh, I I have a few here, but nothing on the uh, on the amount that Aaron has. He has his whole separate. He has that old that old what is it that was it an iBook that no, he has yeah, that he puts yeah, all the sound I don't effects know, on. He has some whole separate setup where he just pushes a button and they they play. Uh, yeah, and he forgets which one. And he goes, "Oops, really that's cool. not it. Oh, this one. Oh, this one." <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and now, well, but well, that, yeah, that brings, that those, brings well, us to the question though, John, uh, the silence there and the, the crickets, um, Rex Grossman or Donovan McNabb, <laughs> Jeff George or Donovan McNabb. I, I mean, obviously, uh, there's a, there's a big issue going on in Washington and we talked about this a little bit before the break, but, um, you know, what what is going on here? I'm reading things this week where Shanahan saying that they looked at benching McNabb four weeks ago. Did you read about that? Yeah, yeah, that's what they were saying, and and I I think he was afraid to say that maybe at the press conference after the last game that they were thinking about that. And he should have just he shouldn't have said anything at all. I kind of like how the Patriots do it, where they just kind of keep everything you know close to the. You know, close to home and they don't they don't say a lot and then try to explain a lot out there it's just like nope i pulled him because i pulled him you know and that's all you need to know if if he would have just done like that instead of trying to explain it out like and actually give us some information and shanahan doesn't do that very much so the fact that he actually tried to explain it out and 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 try to really give us more information than we actually he should have like kind of like Jim Zorn, how he he would just explain things intricately. You know, he's not like to that level at all. But with the thing with McNabb, it was just like you're you're kind of going Zorn on that. You're giving us a lot of information that one doesn't make sense because obviously he's better at the two minute offense than Rex Grossman because Rex Grossman sucks. Yeah. And you know, I, we've talked about that. I've beaten a dead horse with that. And, and and I would rather have John Beck, our third string quarterback, in than Rex Grossman any day already. By the way, yep, yep. Uh, yes, sir. This um, this kind of um, you know leads us into the uh, let's go into the, let's go into the game versus the Eagles. Then, since we're talking about this, and and we'll finish up with some of the other things that we're going to get into there, John. Um, if you're cool with that, all right. Um, the game, cool. the game is this this Monday night on ESPN at eight thirty p.m. Eight thirty, right? It's an eight thirty game. Eight. It's eight twenty or eight thirty. 
You know, somewhere around there. Don't whenever, whenever, whenever Billy Ray finishes singing the national anthem is when we'll get started. For That's this right. One. So make sure you have your chip dip all mixed up by at least eight fifteen. You should be good to go. Um, yes. You know, the, I think the last time the Redskins won a Monday night game was in two thousand seven. Am I correct in saying this? Dude, I can't remember the last time we won a Monday night game. I'm, I was shocked that we beat the Cowboys this year because it was a night game. We suck in night yeah, games. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the last time we won a Monday night game was in 2007. Anybody listening, correct me if I'm wrong or send us the date, Redskins fan at HarryAugFootball.com. But I, I'm pretty sure. So, it, you know, this is uh, season three three seasons ago um, since we've won a, a Monday night game. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the questions are, what do we have to do? To uh, what do we have to do to beat the Eagles this Monday night at FedEx? I mean, I think there there are a lot of things to consider. You know, uh, last time around we had uh, we played the Eagles this year uh, in Philly. Of course, there was the um, the Michael Vick sandwich that happened there and took him out. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know, I say let's do that again. If we do that, then that, that'll be helpful. <laughs> That's going to help a lot. That'll, that'll help. Um, I think we need to. I think we really need to watch Deshaun Jackson. Um, we need to, uh, especially, yeah. But they they have a bevy of young, fast receivers, and Vic Vic for the most part is playing really, really well when he's in. So, and he's not afraid to use the legs if he really, really has to. Mm-hmm. He wants to throw, but I mean. He's he's I hate to say it, but he's he's looking pretty darn good back there the way he's playing. Um, and the thing is, Kevin Cobb is no slouch either. I mean, he's had some up games and some down games, but he's I'd rather have him than Rex Grossman. I I, I want to predict that uh, we're going to see London Fletcher and Albert Hainsworth up the middle, um, helping to contain Michael Vick on some of these runs. I, one thing that I've been noticing when watching some of the highlights with Vic lately is it's like uh, they tend to let, they tend to, to open up that middle for him to give him the option not only to throw but because he's so fast he can just shoot right through the middle and then shoot out to the side and go. Um, yeah, and, I think that's part of the cover two offense, um, especially when you're when you're worried about the receivers getting out there and getting deep. Right. That whole middle section of the field does get open an awful lot in the cover two, I mean, offense, defense, in the cover two defense. And, yeah, Vic is someone who can really victimize you victimize. on that. He will. Ah. He will take advantage of you and victimize you on that. Um, and uh, it's terrible. I, I wanted to point something out here. We were um, a, couple, a couple of seconds ago, I mentioned I think we need to uh, uh, try to contain Deshaun Jackson. Um, and... Um, I was reading something earlier this week, uh, just about, about that player and about, you know, uh, the Redskins, I think we had an opportunity to draft, uh, Jackson at at the same time that we, that we drafted, uh, Devin Thomas instead. Yep. One pick before. So I I, picked up, I just want to point this out, um, because let's look at, Who's done what for what organization? My question would be... Yeah, yet, yet another fine pick by Vinny Serrano. That's right. Thank you very much. If, if the Redskins had drafted Deshaun Jackson, uh, would we be in a different situation than if we had, you know, than, than our pick with Devin Thomas? Would he play in Washington the way he's playing in Philadelphia? 
That's a good point. I, I I don't know if he'd play as well as he's playing there, but he sure as hell would have played better than Devin Thomas ever played here. Yep. So that's my personal opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the big thing is they got to spy Vic and not let him uh, use his legs to take advantage. And uh, the secondary, they got to put pressure on him. They got to pressure him, and and basically they got to try to knock him out of the game again because those those mobile quarterbacks mm-hmm. will kill you. Especially our team, and especially the way our secondary likes to bite on stuff. Yeah. Um, not as much this year, but I, I, they're starting to do that more and more as people are starting to get hurt. So people are starting to panic back there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot that's put on the defense this week to uh, make sure that Vic and the gang can't do their thing. Uh, but I also think, you know, in a lot of ways, our O line really needs to step up against that Eagles defense um, and protect Donovan McNabb. Give him time to get the ball to folks like Anthony Armstrong uh, or even Chad Simpson this week. You know, we're going to be uh, – actually, you know, we need to get the ball in the hands of Santana Moss. I mean, I think that the, Absolutely. the last the last Eagles – the game against the Eagles that we played this season, I don't think – did he even have a catch? Maybe one catch, not even, in, in the game. And, uh, you know, Santana Moss is a playmaker. And the, the thing is, if we're not getting the ball to Santana Moss, there's a reason. Either he's double covered, can't get open that that way. If that's the case, then we need to really be looking at Anthony Armstrong and and you know these other receiver options that we have, um, and to try to move the ball downfield. But it all goes back to the well. I think the pro- the the problem I think with that is that dudes aren't getting open. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll every every game you'll see there'll be plays when a guy is wide open. You're like, oh, and they'll point it out in the booth and be like, that guy was wide open, blah blah blah. Yeah, that happens like once or twice for the Redskins, but for the most part, these guys just aren't getting open because it's Santana Moss, mm-hmm. it's Anthony Armstrong, and then who the hell else? I mean, I know who our receivers are, but who the hell else are <laughs> they? Nobody's getting open. No one else is knocking down the door to get these guys. We need better receivers on this team. And because of Devin Thomas being a bust and Malcolm Kelly probably being a bust because you drafted a guy who's had an injured knee for his life, it's you, you get – we're hurting at receiver. Yep. And the problem – you know, people can't get open. And McNabb – and I know McNabb is also very inaccurate on those short passes and he goes up and down the way he does. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. But, yeah, we're, we don't exactly have top-flight receivers. Santana Moss is pretty good. Armstrong has been a great surprise and I think is going to just keep getting better. But we don't have a, a grade-A receiver on this team at this point. We don't. We don't have someone who can change a game like an Andre Johnson. Yeah. On well, this and what I was going to say, too, John, you're talking about them not getting open. I think part of that is that there's not time for the play to develop in a lot of cases. There's not time for them to get open. Uh, you know, it, it goes back to the O-line again. If the O-line's not protecting McNabb, it doesn't matter what they're doing downfield to try to get open or not. If they can't get open within a within right. a split second, you may as well forget about it, the way that the O-line's been playing. And because McNabb's going to either have to get rid of the ball, take a sack, or try to scramble to, you know, to, to make something out of it. So, I mean, the, the, the plays yeah, are busted it, up it, at the O-line, in my opinion. That's where That's where things are really going wrong. And I don't know what to do. I say I, put. I think that's significant. I say yeah. put Derek Dockery back in there. Let's see what he can do. I don't care that he's a big guy, and for some yep. reason you don't like him because of his size or whatever it might be. Stick him back in. I mean, come on, we got to change it up and do something. 
Yeah, that's that's just what in the world is going on with that? That's and you know everybody's saying that. That's that's been all over the place. We're all just like, where the hell is Dockery? What are you thinking? <laughs> Seriously. Ah, <sighs> we'll see how it goes and see who uh see who ends up on the active list going into Monday night's uh, football game. Yep. <clears throat> gotta get 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 me all wound up here. Um, Hunter, yeah, Hunter you, Smith, you, you got Hunter Smith's gonna there. have to keep his punts away from again from Deshaun Jackson. Um, you know, and Macklin and, and, and Macklin, all those other guys. Those other guys. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we just need to go out and play as a as a cohesive unit as a team, and um, you know, both on offense and defense, and and hopefully come. And come you know, like we were them. saying before. Yeah, like you were saying before, I think it's gonna be—it's really gonna hinge on what happens with McNabb and how he plays. Is he gonna? Is he gonna? You know, he was pumped up to play against his former team the first time this season. Is he gonna have that sophomore slump that happens so often with people the second time around? Is he gonna? Is he gonna be more focused because of getting benched? A lot of question marks out there with this four and four uh, Redskins football team. A lot of questions, and we will see. On Monday night at uh, 8.20, 8.30 on ESPN. Uh, everybody tune in. We're going to try to to, uh, to tweet during the game. So follow us on Twitter at Harry Hogg if you're not already. Uh, we try to at least uh, put up a good handful. Sometimes uh, we tweet the entire game, you know, full-time tweeting. Sometimes we are either too upset or too excited to uh, to be typing at that point in time. But uh, follow us at Harry Yeah, Hogg. basically we don't want to put one on there that just goes, woo! Exactly. Although you'll get one of those occasionally. Exactly. Um, so a, a couple other things here I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, we were chatting a bit before uh, before the podcast here. Um, you know, I, I was reading something this week, uh, just just a little tidbit out there um, uh, for, about about Fred Smoot. Have you guys read any any about this Fred Smoot stuff? Thing you still got a lot of football. No, around. I haven't heard this. Have you read that? Huh. Waiting, waiting for the phone to ring. Still got a lot of football. Have you read about that? No, the last time I heard anything about Fred Smoot, I thought he was out there uh, trying to become a professional bowler. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. He's really trying to... He's apparently a really good bowler. Really? I did not know that. Did we talk about that on the podcast? Dude, we talked about it during one of the podcasts like three months ago. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. So what is he? He's just, <laughs> he's just he's just been out there bowling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's it's, that's something he likes to do. But anyway, you said that he's uh he thinks he's still in football shape and he's waiting for the phone to ring. I read some stuff this week, basically saying that, uh, and and I'm sorry, I don't have my source here sitting in front of me. Um, that you know that Fred Smoot was basically saying he still thinks he's got a lot of football left in him. And that uh, he's been working out and staying in shape, and you know, he'd, he'd like for uh, he'd like to play. Of course, I think he'd like to come back to Washington because he'll always be a, a, a Redskins guy, no matter what. But uh, you know, at some point in the season, you start to wonder what could he help us? <laughs> yeah, truly. If we if we have any more injuries, I mean, well. <clears throat> I mean, I think we all saw that his play dropped off coverage-wise significantly, but he's still probably got better hands than Carlos Rogers. Yeah. If you could take Fred Smoot's... There's no probably about that. Never mind. He <laughs> definitely has better hands. I have better hands than Carlos Rogers, but I think Carlos Rogers could probably cover better than I can. Right. 
or Smoot can at this point. Right. Yeah, if you could take Fred Smoot's hand, hands in some sort of Frankensteinian, uh, you know, experiment and put them on Carlos Rogers' body, we might be in better shape. And as Sonny and Sam say, they got to take the gloves off. He's wearing the gloves. <laughs> Can't feel the ball. He's wearing the gloves. He's wearing the gloves. Why are they wearing those things on their helmets? Where's where's just the leather helmet? (laughs) Uh, All right, dude. I think it's about time to wrap up this week. I'm getting pumped for this game on Monday night, except for that it's a night game. For those of us who have to do things like get up for work at 5 in the morning, night games suck. Yep, yep. It does. It does indeed. But uh, we'll be there. Monday night game. Still be watching. Versus the Eagles live from FedEx. Um I ain't going to bed early. I got something from the Redskins saying there were still some $40 tickets available if anybody's out there that wants to go to the game. thought that was interesting. Some of the player, the visiting team return ones. Right, right. That they send mm-hmm. tend to stick out there every, uh, every That's week. That's right. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks again to David Lee Legal Services. Thanks to all the listeners out there. Um, all the folks that are, uh, that are writing in, writing us in at Harry Hog Football. Um, in case you want that email address one more time, it's redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. And if it's a first-time listener, That's right. John will tell you how, how we spell that right here. It's That's right. It's H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. Right, like the name Harry. Um, follow us on Twitter at harryhog. Uh, you know, basically keep the faith. We're 4-4 four and four coming out of the bye this week. We've got a whole lot of football left to play this year. Uh, we're not out of it. Uh, by any means, as far as... Uh, Especially in the NFC. That's, that's Good right. Lord. You know, the Giants are looking pretty tough. But aside from that, um, you know, we'll see what we can do here. And uh, yep. so that said, uh, everybody out there, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. And until next week, folks, uh, if you see a Cowboys fan... Especially this week since they've, uh, you know, fired their Especially <laughs> this week... Gioka! That's right. And hopefully, they're going to hire John Gruden as their next coach. You hope so, right? Chucky. I overrated Chucky. Absolutely. All right. Have a great week.